Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Possibility Podcast. My name is Mel Schwartz. I am the host and the author of The Possibility Principle. The Possibility Podcast is all about reaching for, embracing, and actualizing possibilities into your life. In every episode, I'm going to be offering and sharing new ways and perspectives of looking at things in your life, in your relationship with yourself and with others, and how you think and how you communicate. I hope you enjoy today's show, which is entitled Turning Small Talk into Real Talk. I'll tell you how I came up with this idea. It actually began to percolate for me decades ago. As a young man, I remember going to a cocktail party in Manhattan where I lived and worked, running into somebody who I knew vaguely, but not closely, his drink in his hand, my drink in my hand. He looked at me and smiled and said, how are you, Mel? I had a hunch that he probably wasn't really listening. I decided to test my theory. I smiled and then my face turned kind of somber, if not sullen. And I said to him, to tell you the truth, I've had one of the worst days of my life. I hadn't really. I was testing. He kept smiling and nodding and said, that's good, that's good. He wasn't even listening to my answer. It was occurring to me then, and I guess I was anticipating it, that we make small talk and at times we're not even listening. It's so terribly, terribly transactional. It's like a ping pong ball being knocked back and forth. So I wanted to be authentic and I tested it and I saw it went nowhere. I've had my eye out for this ever since. I'll share a story with you about how I look at small talk and how we need to turn it into real talk. Small talk is robotic. We make cocktail party talk, a small talk. We ask each other, how are you? Nobody really answers, honestly. Good. How are you? Good. We might as well just say hi to each other, but not betray each other with words which really aren't seeking an answer. Some of you may know the story I'm about to share. Quite a few years ago, I was heading out on a beautiful summer day, taking a walk, heading to get some coffee, when I ran into Jacques, a friend, an acquaintance really, who parked cars. He was in charge of valet parking in a nearby restaurant. And I said, Jacques, how are you? He smiled and said, I can't complain. I said, that's great. And I continued on for my coffee. But when I thought about it, my reflection was, I can't complain can mean two different things. I wouldn't let myself complain or I have nothing to complain about. I was curious. On the way back, I stopped Jacques again and asked him, which of those two things did he mean? I could see his face kind of tighten up. He was coming out of his comfort zone. And he finally acknowledged to me that in the culture he came from, an African country on the west coast of Africa, that his culture and his family taught him that one shouldn't complain. So I said to him, well, when I ask, how are you? I truly want an answer. Otherwise, I wouldn't ask. 
I just wave and say, hi, Jacques, or have a good day. But when I ask, how are you? I want to know the answer. It provides meaning and a real human exchange, and we've lost that. So I asked Jacques going forward whenever I saw him, if I asked, how are you, would he promise to share the truth with me? And I would do so with him. That turns small talk into real talk. We have such formatted questions and answers. Again, they are robotic. We may share a little data with each other, but we don't share ourselves. Why are we protecting our vulnerability? Why are we losing human connection? You know, this has been going on for quite some time. But this short, terse exchange where there is no meaning exchanged, it's destructive to us. It's destructive to who we are as human beings. Real conversations require fully participating. It's kind of creating a space where two people participate in an unfolding, unscripting conversation where we move into uncertainty with each other. There's a sense of us. We achieve this authentic experience only when we truly let down the wall. What are we hiding? What are we protecting? Are we not interested in each other? Do we not want to take the risk? Or are we afraid of revealing our own true self? To have real conversation, we have to let our guard down. The barrier that we create to protect how we want to be seen, it gets in the way of authentic conversation. These socially learned rules of engagement isolate us. And that trying to protect us from appearing weak or vulnerable or ignorant or assertive or unhappy, we're hiding our human quality from each other. This is treacherous and damaging. The conversations become predictable. Hey, what have you been up to? Oh, I'm so busy with the kids and vacation plans. I don't have a minute to come up for air, one mom says to the other, or perhaps a dad. How's the job going? Pretty good. Can't complain. And how are you? Good. And you? There's no real exchange happening. These transactions are routine, robotic, and self-protective, and they are dehumanizing. Real conversation requires curiosity. Now, if the other person is guarded and is not open and sharing, you can take the first step. Allow yourself to be vulnerable and embrace something true. Don't be robotic. Don't hide. If two people are in hiding from each other, it's pointless. What's the point to having an exchange at all? You might as well just nod. But you see the story I shared about Jacques. It was an unfolding. It was an adventure, not knowing where we're going. Predictability is the opposite of real conversation. A genuine conversation requires curiosity and wonder about the other person and the ability to reveal your own true self. That allows for an adventure where two human beings can meet in the middle, get to know each other, let their guard down and participate in real conversation. The absence of real conversation, just having small talk, it's not only dehumanizing, it's depressing. It destroys the vitality 
of authentic human communication and real relationship. Even in friendships, I witnessed two people struggling so much, wondering to themselves, can I share this? Can I reveal that? When we guard ourselves and engage in transactional small talk, absolutely nothing is gained. It's no wonder we suffer from such a level of depression, stress, and anxiety. You know, the opening of human connection with one another provides us with an incredible resource. We can't have a sense that the other person cares about us if we're not revealing that part of ourself that needs tending to or caring. Now, insecurity and self-doubt is a big part of the problem in small talk playing it safe, wondering what will they think if I reveal my true self or part of myself or my life that I'm struggling with? What will they think of me? You know, I refer to that as other esteem, the protection of myself out of fear or apprehension about what you may think of me. That's the opposite of authentic self-esteem. If you reveal your vulnerable self, an insecure part, something you're struggling with. At worst, the other person is indifferent and doesn't care, and that's disappointing. But that's not failure. Why should you worry about what someone else thinks of you all the while that you're betraying yourself? I'm a bit of a wise guy at times, and in the restaurant, if the wait person says, how are you? I may come back with something a little sarcastic and say, well, if you have some time, pull up a chair and I'll let you know. I don't ask, how are you, if I don't want an answer. Otherwise, I'll just say hi or smile. You know, have a good day used to come at the end of a a brief meeting. Now it's have a good one. I wondered, how did the word day get turned into one? Have a good one. I actually used to think if I was in a cash register, I'd never see that person again. Have a good day was too limiting. Why weren't we saying have a good life? But have a good day became have a good one. There's something really terribly wrong going on here with the self-protective, robotic, isolated way in which we communicate. Stop. Step into the uncertainty. Reveal some part of yourself. Another thought comes to mind. Somebody at a cash register recently said to me, well, you only live once. I smiled a bit and said, How do you know? There's certainly over a billion people on this planet that believe you live more than once. How do you know you only live once? That opens us up to sharing beliefs about life, death, reincarnation, spirituality. Open it up. Share yourself. Have wonder and curiosity. Ask new questions. The power of a new question is one of the most important things you can do. Dig in. Let wonder overcome you. Embrace it. Ask new questions. Invite the other person and yourself into a genuine dialogue, and you'll find it so fruitful and so beneficial. It creates a greater purpose in our lives. Cutting yourself off is depressing and disheartening. Well, 
Well, that's it for today's message. My uncommon sense for today is try turning small talk into real talk. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please, if you have, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review so other people can become more aware of the Possibility Podcast. Check out my book, The Possibility Principle, which is the companion to this podcast, in which I go deeply into explaining how the new sciences provide a framework for embracing uncertainty rather than avoiding it and for developing really effective, powerful communications and creating authentic self-esteem. Until next time, be safe, be well, and bring those possibilities into your life. Thank you.